Hello, and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast. I am Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Uh, We are well into December now, which means we are reaching the end of the year. And I know that, you know, 2020, it's kind of like the meme of how hard it's been on everybody, which is totally valid. 2020 has been a hard year on a lot of people. But what I don't like seeing is people who are like preemptively celebrating the end of the year because hey guys hey guys we still got a little bit of time left these two weeks where you think oh this is the tail end hey that's when the bad stuff's gonna happen yeah also um two weeks isn't gonna change anything bro we're gonna this is gonna part of 2020 is gonna leak into 2021 that's just how this works okay so I'm not ready for like people to be like, oh, 2021, you know, new year this is going to be better than last year, bro. No, not at all. Yo, 2016 sucked and it leaked into 2017. Everyone forgets that part. So get ready for a little bit of 2020 hangover because it's coming. Yeah. And like, listen, be optimistic about the next year. Like, you know, next year we can make a lot of change and we can make a lot of good forward progress. But you have to understand, January is going to suck a little bit. So, like, don't be discouraged when January inevitably is just as bad as 2020. Right. And I have a couple of celebrity um, deaths I'm planning. And I'm going to try and knock them out at the beginning of the year. Okay, so wait, hold, okay hold on. Wait, uh, uh, you used the verb planning? Yeah. You can um, prep for celebrity deaths. I'm not going to kill them, but if they okay, happen to okay. die around um, the time I think they're going to die. But when you use the word planning, it makes it sound like you're going to try and kill a celebrity. Well, first of all, I would never admit that on a podcast. But the point I'm trying to get across is all the deaths that you should be scared of January and February. Everything should be taken care of by March, um, and we'll have a good year by then. But it means January and February, it's going to be concentrated. You're saying this with a shocking amount of authority. Uh, listen, that's the role of the stepdad. I come in, I have authority that's unwarranted and unwelcomed, but guess what? Your mom chose me, that means I'm the boss of you. Does it make sense? No, but such is life, child. Such is life. All right. Well, with that very <laughs> ominous message, yikes, uh, I think it's time to move on to the movie. Uh, as always, if you don't want to listen to the movie segment, this week we watched uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape as week two of December. If you don't want to listen to us talk about that, uh, you're more than welcome to skip ahead to the time code that we will be providing a now. Time code 3247. All right. What's eating Gilbert Grape? Um, so everyone talks about this movie, and it's super famous. Um, DiCaprio got um, a nomination for an Oscar for this movie, Best Supporting Actor. I honestly didn't know he wasn't the main character. Yeah. Um, I, I had no clue prior to watching this. Because is this your first time watching it? Yep. Yeah, this is my second time watching it. I watched it about a year and a half ago for the first time. And I also mm-hmm. didn't know 
that Leonardo DiCaprio was not the main character. <laughs> um, it's kind of the thing where like you learn when you learn about a movie just kind of like from the scraps you pick up from hearing other people talk about it, you kind of make your own assumptions about what a movie is about. And I definitely thought, oh, this is what's eating Gilbert Grape and Le- and a young Leonardo DiCaprio is in it. I'm like, oh, that means he's Gilbert Grape. No, that would be Johnny Depp, which is why we watched this movie. Right. Um, Dude, I don't know. This movie was all over the place for me. Um, I wanted to like it, but it was too nineties for me. Really? And, and it felt more eighties than nineties to be honest with you. Th- that's like, enough to make you not like the movie. Well, oh, there's a lot of it. I didn't like to be honest with you. And here's the thing. The acting was very incredible good. for a few people. There was a couple people I'm like, Hey, DiCaprio, uh, you're incredible. You are straight up nuts. Like, I loved you. It, your talent at this point is undeniable. And he was 19 when he did this. So, my love affair with him continues. Um, Depp's character, also pretty good. Um, and just, like, the way he acted it out was in nuts. Both those guys are super talented. When it comes to the story... And the pacing and the plot, I was not on board. Interesting. There were definitely a few characters that I didn't enjoy that I felt were just kind of like added to it for the sake of adding more angles to the movie. Like, I did not care for any of the scenes that had Becky, was her name, that had Becky in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, for some reason I was just not a big fan of her character. I think yeah, the reason either. why I think the reason why for me is because I'm on Gilbert's side when it comes to him needing to take care of his family. Like I want Gilbert to like have his own life and, you know, be able to grow in his own way, but I also understand that like he kind of needs to take care of the family. And I felt like Becky was just like hardcore distracting him. I'm like, you're not helping him right now. You may think you're helping him. You're not helping him right now. Um, I don't think Gilbert knows what Gilbert wants, to be honest. I think he was just living life. And I think this is, it's a parallel to a lot of how a lot of people in America are living their lives. It's just like, I grew up here. This is how it's always been. This is how it's always going to be. And this is just how I pay the bills, which is. Not how I would like to live life. And I think Becky introduces the the experience of, yeah, I've traveled to a lot of places. And I brought my grandma along with me, who didn't used to travel, but now she does. Because I encourage her to do that. So I, I respect it. And I think that's what Gilbert likes about her. is She's like experiencing a lot of stuff that he never got to experience. And it's it's wild. She also um, is extremely nice to Arnie. And yes. she, can, she understands I appreciated him. that a lot. Right. And, like, she can communicate with him very well, and he liked that about her. So I was like, I didn't see her as a distraction. However, I hated her writing. I didn't get her. I'm like, I understand what you're doing here. I just don't think it's going well. She was very dream girl 
Yeah. You know, there was no I don't want to go so far. Character. I don't want to go so far as to call her like a manic pixie dream girl, but she like definitely was like, I am here as a plot point for you, male main character. Right. It it's just there was no depth to her character. I'm like, oh, she is. She's a flawless person. Essentially, there's nothing wrong with her. And I'm like, I cannot get on board with this at all. So I think this is my favorite life drama movie. Um, Yeah, I, I don't even know some other life drama movies off the top of my head, but I know this ain't it. <laughs> I know this um, isn't it. I just think that this movie does a really good job of showcasing how much pressure Gilbert is under because like, like the first scene where you really see it is where they're deciding or where they're like divvying up roles for how to plan Arnie's birthday party. And then everybody starts arguing and Arnie starts yelling and then their mom starts yelling at Arnie to calm down. And like, just like, once everybody started talking all over each other, it became very, it was just incredibly stressful to watch. And I'm like, I cannot imagine Gilbert kind of becoming the head of the household without asking for it. And how much pressure he is under to help this family succeed and just like watching him like slowly break down over the course of the movie because of it, I thought was it, it was very engaging to watch. Yeah, I mean Johnny Depp is a legend. Like he did such a good job. Um, I was looking at the trivia, and like one of the reasons he was cast is because he can show so much emotion on his face without having to say anything. So like, I think where the writing lacked um, in Gilbert's character, like Johnny as an actor, was like I'll fill in the blanks with my face essentially, like. I'll let you know how I'm supposed to be feeling. And I think he helped a lot. Um, dude, there was some parts of this movie that just like I didn't get. Like what? That, like um, John C. Riley's character. Like he's trying to fix the house and stuff. But he's also got this burger joint that he's looking. I'm like, why does this matter? Like I get why you're trying to help the house. Because it, it's like a, a point for um, Gilbert. To be like, I'm I'm still trying to contribute to the family. I'm I'm working behind the scenes. But John C. Riley's character and the meeting with they have with their friend who works uh, for the mortuary, I'm like, dude, this is so not important to me right now. I couldn't care less. I mean, yeah, I think maybe that scene could have been cut or rewritten, but having Burger Town come back for Arnie's party and like again a little bit earlier um during the funeral like I think it was nice to have that name drop and that character connection so that way when it came back twice it made more sense to us I just don't think it needed to come back twice it didn't need to be there for the birth and like none of that mattered you know it was, there was just nothing of substance that I got from that um but there were small parts that I'm like, okay, it does matter. Like the, all the uh, water tower scenes. Yeah. Like the, all those were important. Um, but there was other characters. Like, dude, the whole affair he's having 
it's uh, that was it could have been done better. Like I knew I it was say, important that it happened, but it could have been done better. Or I want to say something about John C. Riley again, and then we'll come back to this affair conversation. Um, sure. I think it was important because it showed that people care about the grape family. Like, yeah, people tease Arnie and, uh, and like their mom is kind of, um, you know, an urban legend to the kids in the town, but like this family does have friends and they're not complete outcasts. I think it helped like, so it, it added people to their team. Right. It's also like such a small town that everyone recognizes each other. Yeah. There was not like a, you, you couldn't go anywhere in this town without saying, oh, there's that character. They saw him here. Or I just saw you with this character. Everyone's seeing each other. The town is very small. So everyone knows who these people are. Mm-hmm. Like everybody knows each other. Um, And then getting back to the affair, it was definitely weird seeing something that didn't directly impact the family as a whole. So that because te- the reason there's an affair is to add tension between Johnny Depp's character and um, the husband of who he's having an affair with. Right. Would you say that? Uh, I mean, it's also it's a contrast between him and his new relationship. He's forming with Becky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, dude, the, the whole drama going on with the, the husband. So didn't care about that at all. The whole like. You need to give me a call. You need to give me a call. I'm like, dude, this is, it's so bad. It felt so unnatural because if something was actually wrong, um, there would have been fights in the streets. What do you mean? And it was just so like, cause the thing is like, you need to give me a call. We need to have a talk. Hey dude, if you were messing around with my wife and I knew about it, which is what they're alluding to, like he knows about it and you're going to have to sit down in his office and talk to him about it. Yeah. If something was happening, he would have just punched you. So we all, I felt like on my side, I'm like, we all know he doesn't actually know. I, yeah, I never got the impression that it was, maybe I just didn't understand that section, but I thought it was because he was like trying to like help him out. I felt like it was more of like. which is what ended up happening. Yeah. So like, I never got the idea that he knew what was going on. I'm like, oh husband is trying to help me but i don't want to confront him because i'm having an affair with his wife so like i think it was just like more tension in the movie i think it was another angle that added pressure onto gilbert because this whole movie is just adding pressure onto gilbert and you like watching like you know tack after tack get added to him and like eventually seeing it all crumble and break. And so what we may see is like unnecessary scenes or unnecessary relationships was actually just like another reason for Gilbert to be stressed and another thing that Gilbert has to keep track of. Yeah, I just don't like movies that need me to empathize. I need you to force me to empathize. Like, I just never felt... What? There was a couple parts where I'm like, okay, Gilbert's getting screwed in this point right here. And I'm like, that sucks that they're treating you this way. But there's a lot of ones I'm like, I know we're supposed to feel bad for you right now, but, like, you shouldn't be feeling bad right now. Like, I think, and I think that just comes down to, like, the way that some of the scenes played out. So, like, anytime there was drama during the affair, I'm like, you know you could just get out of this right now, right? And you're not. And then, like, the grocery store tension that he had with the with the general store. 
And I'm like, this is just so, I know this is all adding up and adding up, but bro, this is like non-consequential. So like, I, they, I didn't feel, they needed me to empathize with him, but I don't feel like it, the scenes were going down well enough that it made me empathize. Cause like movies like uncut gems, it doesn't matter if you empathize with him and be like, Oh, he must be feeling anxious. No, it made me feel anxious. It didn't need to do needed me for anything. It forced it upon me. And that's what I want in a movie. Like, I want you to make me feel sad. I don't want me to feel bad for you. This movie. Well, I, I think that's just a difference between you and me personally, because this movie made me feel stressed out. Yeah, I didn't this whole like I related with him a lot. Um, Cause I've been around people with disabilities quite a bit and I'm like, okay, I know it's being portrayed well and I know what that would feel like to have to take care of a person like that. But like, I don't know, dude, there's a lot of ways of like how the pressure was affecting him or what kind of pressure it was. I'm like, either you should have snapped already or your snap would look different. And I just, and some of that stuff, I'm like, I don't feel pressure from this at all. I felt like I was just watching a movie, but then again, it was, I think a lot of it had to do with the writing and the way it was set up because the acting was freaking flawless. DiCaprio and Depp did some nuts acting and I was so impressed on how it was playing out. I just don't like the way it was set up, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah, it makes sense. I just, th- I, I, I just disagree. I think the, all the scenes adding up and like, you get to a, I got to a point, like maybe like a third of the way through the movie where I'm kind of realized what they were doing or like, oh, we're just, this, this is Gilbert's every day. Gilbert, Gilbert has to deal with this nonsense every day and right. we're watching the tail end of it before he snaps. And I, I think, you know, to say like what his snap would or could or should look like. You know, just like having the opportunity to run away and him ignoring his responsibilities and just like him finally being like, all right, I think I'm going to try being done with this. Um, I think it made a lot of sense. I don't I don't think it made sense for him to snap in terms of like. um, I mean, like he lashed out at Arnie pretty hardcore, like. Right. He wasn't lashing out at everybody. He wasn't like, you know, he didn't try to explode the family on his way out. You know, I th- I think just like he finally realized like, oh, I can try something for me. And it, and it didn't work out for him. But like he learned his lesson and like they accommodated for it. And it changed a little bit. And I think it was very engaging to watch that happen. Do you want, we want to do spoilers? Uh, Sure. All right. If you don't want to listen to spoilers, uh, Craig will tell you what to do. Yeah, you can skip to a time code that we have. Uh, that'll be presented now. Time code thirty two forty seven. All right. Um, did you feel anything with Mama dying? Not when she died in the instant, but when one of the daughters goes, "There's gonna be a crowd." That's when I'm like, "Oh yeah." Yeah. Her death is not just this family losing a mother. This is this is a public event. Yeah, I think that's what hit it for me. But I'm like the actual loss of his character. Dude, even like DiCaprio realizing Arnie being like, 
all right, you can stop hiding now. Like, I'm like, that would hit me if I cared at all about this character. But I think it just showed me like, oh, they care about him. So I understand why they're acting the way they do. I just don't feel any sympathy for this person, you know? Like, a lot of people have been treating Arnie badly, and Arnie just loves them regardless, because that's just who he is. So, like, when something bad happens to them, he feels bad. And I'm like, Arnie, I understand why you feel bad, but screw those dudes. Yeah. And Mom, I just had no I just had no sympathy for her. And, like, when she died, I'm like, don't care. And then I'll see all the other kids coping with it, and I'm like, great. Great. And look at the position you put them in. So I felt even more frustrated with her. Because of the position she put them in. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It just sucked. I'm like, come yeah. on, bro. They did not need this. It was a shame to see because she was finally starting to, like, come out of her shell again. Um, You know, having gone outside for the first time in years and having a party at their house. Like, I think if that character had survived, you know she would have started to take steps to become, you know, like the phrase I'm going to say is like more public again, or at least like be less afraid to go out in public again, but to kind of like see that nipped in the bud would be the thing that I am sympathetic towards. Like I see that you are about to change and that opportunity was taken away. Yeah. Yeah. I see your point. I just, it was one of the things where I'm like, all right, we all knew she was going to change. Now she doesn't have the... Dude, this is so cynical. This is kind of messed up to say. We all knew you were trying to change. Um, but now we can just assume you're going to fall through with it. Because now you don't have the chance to let us down. Because you're dead now. We can just be <laughs> like, oh, yeah, remember that last time she climbed the stairs? Maybe she would have done that forever. Let's just <laughs> imagine a world where she does. Dude, I mean, it was just the point where I'm like, I've just lost hope. lost hope in you as a character. Like, Arnie is 18 now, and you've been this way his entire life. Like, come on, bro. Do you know what's also crazy about this movie? Uh, No special effects. Everything actually happened. The house actually burned. The character actually looked like the actor, Darlene Cates, was actually that big. Everything was real. Mm Mm-hmm. And I really, I kind of loved that about this movie. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, this is before like you had elaborate fat suits and you had fake fire because they didn't want to destroy sets. No, they'll just set the house on fire when they're done filming. <laughs> yeah. You, that's how you know that was the last thing they filmed. Yeah. It was awesome. I thought that was so cool. The setup for Gilbert leaving Arnie in the bath could not have been written more clearly in terms of foreshadowing, like the way he's like, you can do this by yourself, right? And then he walks away and like, oh, everyone's like, he's not going to do it right. Something's going to go wrong. It was written so plainly, but that did not affect the fact that I felt so bad for Arnie when he came back and uh, was just like sitting in the bathtub shivering. Like, I'm like, "Mm, this is... I hate that I knew this was coming, but I also still feel bad for Arnie. But I mean, like, I think we are like, oh, he's going to get out and he's still going to have soap on him. Or he's just going to walk around the house naked. No, he's going to almost die of hypothermia. That's what's going to happen. Like, he's going to get sick. 
And I'm like, whoa, didn't expect that. This is much worse than what I thought was going to happen. And after that, when the family starts to, like, chew out Gilbert, like, you shouldn't have let this happen. Like, this is your duty. You should have been you should have been taking care of this. That was kind of where I'm like, all right, hey, Gilbert's kind of handling a lot here. So while I don't agree that he should have left Arnie in the bath, obviously he's in the wrong for that. But like. He's he's handling yeah, I mean, at a some lot. Point, it can't just be his responsibility. But, oh, yeah, exactly. You gave everyone has responsibilities. You work here. You work here. We all provide money. We, one of us cooks. Yeah, but his job is to take care of an entire person and also work and also work. Whatever, bro. Whatever. That whole do this whole movie. First of all, it's a long one. Yes, it's a long one. It could have ended forty minutes earlier. Um, I was. Yeah, but I I enjoyed most of it. It just it's just slow. It was and the parts point. I enjoyed, I really enjoyed. I definitely am glad I came back and watched it a second time. I think I'm gonna be good for at least a decade on this movie. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be a minute. The one line I wanted to talk about that I wrote down was there was a point during one of the affair scenes where Gilbert's like. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of not about this anymore. And he starts to walk away. And then the woman goes, don't you dare walk out that door. And I'm like, or what? Hey, or what? Or I, mean, what? I don't know if you've noticed, but he's not into you anymore. Not only is he not into you, but like, he's kind of the one that decides when this stops. Yeah, it was so weird, bro. Also, the scene where she goes to Becky, he's yours now. Bro, what? The fact that he was ever only yours was delusional to begin with. I think the fact that like, hey, bro, what if I hadn't told her yet? You freaking snitch. What's going (laughs) on? And then Becky, the coolest girl in the world, apparently. I hate this cool girl like down for anything, has no opinions, is, is whatever. It's like, oh, you're going to miss her, aren't you? Yeah. Good. What? (laughs) What? You just found out he was seeing a mom who was married, who everyone thinks killed her husband, which, by the way, what? And you're like, I'm glad you miss her. That's healthy right there. I'm glad you can confront your feelings. Um, But we can also still have a relationship because the fact that you didn't tell me about her that's completely okay. <laughs> I'm like, this whole, no, bro. Can you just be upset? Hey, dream girl, can you just have emotions, please? What's going on? Yeah. Hey, can you not be literally everything that Gilbert needs so you don't need any character depth, please? Hey, can you at least be 1.5 dimensional? Yeah, bro, it was it was rough. That whole scene, I'm like, come on. And the whole, like... Every movie in the 90s and 80s did this when they're in the grocery store and they just pull one cereal box to the side and now you can see through the aisle <laughs> and be like, hey, I'm going to need a delivery tonight. I'm like, what is this, the library? <laughs> what is going on now? Whatever. Overall, I really enjoyed this movie. I'm going to say something and you're going to disagree and that's A-OK. Uh, I 100% when I first agree watched this, disagree. When, when I first watched this movie... I gave it a rating, and I'm standing by it today, and that rating is 8 out of 10. Holy smokes! 
What? This is my Here's favorite life drama. I think. I think. Okay, give this... me a couple other life dramas, and I'll I'll over under you. Okay. Um. The fr- when you couldn't come up with any, I was kind of brainstorming. Like Roma is one that comes to mind. Mm, um, I haven't watched it. Next. <laughs> That's okay. It's boring. Um. Let me look up some more. Movie life dramas. I haven't seen it. 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 Oh, Juno. Better than this movie. Ooh, actually, no. Nope. This is better than Juno. Did not see that coming. Haven't seen it. <laughs> haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. Oh, Gifted. Better than this movie. One hundred percent. Is that the Chris Evans one? Yep. Gifted's better than this. Yeah, Gifted is better than this. I will say that. Pursuit of Happiness. Yo, better than this. I would I would put them on top. I would tie them for me. Uh, Wonder, better than this. Haven't seen it. Well, you know what? It beats Juno and it beats Cheaper by the Dozen. Okay? <laughs> so, good for you, What's Eating Gubba Grape. If it wasn't for DiCaprio and Depp, uh, no one would know this movie. Oh, if it wasn't for the people that are in this movie, no one would know the people that are in this movie. Okay, I'll give you. Okay, first of all. If you take out what what's the one movie I just said? If you replace Will Smith in Pursuit of Happiness with another person, I would still the movie would still be amazing. Would it though? Uh, okay, now we're getting, dude. This also this is we're going yeah. way off track. The Descendants is on this list, so whatever. All right, let's wrap this up, bro. We got some stuff to talk about. <laughs> okay, um, I'm giving this movie a six point five out of ten. All right. Well, oh, I did want to say one last thing, actually. Um, After watching this movie, I wanted to kind of like look into Leonardo DiCaprio's performance a lot because it's very highly regarded as like one of the best performances he's done. And it's super early on in his career. And like uh, he did this when he was super young. You know, this just shows how talented he is. And I'm like, so I wanted to check in online and see if people were still cool with somebody who wasn't mentally disabled playing a mentally disabled person so i i looked into it as much as i could yeah and i didn't really see like anybody explicitly saying yes we're still okay with this or no this doesn't represent the community as well as it should um some of them gave like mixed ideals like yes he does a really good job this is pretty accurate and we still don't know how we feel about like who is portraying this role i i think it's still something that people are figuring out so i think the main idea that i got from my research was he did a really good job and it was a good portrayal um but what's important to understand is that this is just one side of mental disability. This is just one side of like autism, even though they don't explicitly say it. So if you're looking to this movie for representation, just remember that like this is one side of the field of mental disability. And this does not speak for everybody who has autism and does not speak for everyone who has a mental disability. Okay, listen, I love the energy you're bringing, and I don't want to ruin the energy. But, duh, 
Hey, people. Okay? He's acting. Okay? He's acting. And he did his best he can to be accurate. He got nominated for a freaking Oscar. He did all the research he could. He did his best. And obviously, this isn't representation of everything ever. I don't think one actor can be like, oh, I am. Dude, like, mama is not a representation of every overweight person who stays in their house. Obviously not. And that person is actually overweight and in their house. Okay? So, it's a good movie, I think. As far as acting goes, he did an incredible job. Craig, are you ready? Oh, welcome back, everyone who skipped the movie entirely. I mean, it's a free country. Unless you're not in a free country, sorry. But Hey, if you're not in a free country and you're choosing to use what limited internet privileges you have to listen to our podcast, hey, what's up? Hey, man. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for A, speaking English and understanding me. That's a lot of work. And two, I appreciate the support. Now, welcome back, people from a free country and people not from a free country. This week... We're doing a new improv segment. Oh, okay. And it it's called Podcast Pick Me Up because that movie was a freaking downer. Yeah. Wow. You can't walk away from that movie being happy about much. I mean, first of all, beginning was pretty good. First two minutes was good. Last two minutes was good. Everywhere in the middle, emotional mess. So this is Podcast Pick Me Up. And here's how it works. Um... We're going to create pickup lines on the spot. Oh, okay. I have been, I am notoriously bad at these. So, well, this prep is going yourself, to be good. audience. Yeah, it's pretty much how it works is you'll give me the first part of a pickup line, or I'll give you the first part of a pickup line. Then we're going to act out a bar scene, a coffee shop scene, and you have to use my first part and then ad lib the second part mid scene. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, for example, I would give you, are you an apple? And then in the middle of the scene, you'd have to make up like, geez, I'll take a bite out of you because a bit of your love every day keeps the doctor away. Oh, yours is better. What's up? Yeah, bro, because freaking artist over here. I'm an artist. So, um, Craig, would you like the first half to give me the first half? Do you want me to give you the first half? No, absolutely. I'm going to give you the first half first. Um, And it can be whatever you want. Yeah. So you have to start your pickup line with, hey, are you Superman? Oh, bro. Okay. Oh, geez. All right. And uh, so I'm going to be walking up to you at a bar and I'll use this pickup line on you, but it's going to be in the middle of casual conversation. Okay. Hey, what's going on? Oh, not much. Just finishing up my drink today. Hey, what what do you drink? What are you drinking? Um, Jack and Coke. Nothing much. Hey, I'll I'll get you another. Hey, can we get another? Can we get another round over here? Oh, oh Jack no, that that won't be necessary. Thank you though. I appreciate it. No, I insist. Yeah, another round. Make it two. One for me. One for them. Thanks. Appreciate it, man. So, uh, I haven't. You don't. You must not come here often. Um. Hold on, sorry, excuse me while I go through puberty again. Wait, are you Superman? Because you're definitely not from this planet. Woo! And scene. (laughs) We're not even going to see if it paid off, because that was flawless. I was thinking of this the entire time, like, Superman. It was going to be a play on X-ray vision. You must already know what I'm coming with. 
but that that was so smooth it's ridiculous oh gosh i i want to live awesome I want to live in a reality where someone can can just say a pickup line and without any sort of reaction just go, Woo! Nailed it! Got it! In the bag! Nailed it, bro. It's 100% confidence. It's all confidence. And if you come with some heater like that, which, by the way, no one has ever heard before. No one's ever heard of that before. It's a variation on some other things, but Superman... Out of this world, that's fresh. That is fresh. I didn't even touch on his superpowers. It's an original thought. All right, Craig, are you ready for yours? Okay. Yours is, wow, those biceps. Good luck. Where would you like to pick me up, Craig? Let's say this is like at a mall. Let's say we're at a mall. Okay, we're at a mall. Oh, hey, um, uh, how's it going? Um, good. Can I, can I help you with something? Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I, this is my first time at a GNC. Uh, I don't know if you come here often. I mean, you, you kind of look like it. Yeah. Um, um, sure do. Uh, if you're looking at a, at a good protein, I would use this stuff. Make sure to take the casein, uh, closer to night. It's slower to digest. Uh, yeah. And I, I really appreciate the tips and, and I can tell that you're a valid source. Cause like, Wow, look at those biceps, because I'm by for you. Woo! Booyah! Um. <laughs> I'm like, ah, uh, whoa, okay, dude. <laughs> All right, let's do another round of those. <laughs> dude. <laughs> oh man alright Craig give me a half um your first half begins with I'm sorry is your name Sandra um we're gonna be in college we just left um our first class of the year okay um hey um what do you think about that guy, right? Uh, yeah, total, total brickhead. Yeah, I mean, I've heard, first of all, brickhead, what? But um, I, I heard some good things about him from the upperclassmen, but like, I don't know, man. This guy, I don't, I think he's going to give us way too much homework. His coursework looks crazy hard. Wait, do I recognize you from somewhere? Um, I don't think so. Did we have a class last semester? I don't know. Maybe something over the summer. Oh, are you Sandra? Because I'm Danny and we had some summer loving. I'm not doing after that one, bro. Alex. First of all. No, Alex, 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 Alex. What you got to understand is when I gave you that, that's exactly what I would have said. I I gave you that with the Grease reference in mind. That's the only reference, by the way. Sandra. It's the only reference. I was thinking. But, like, uh, listen, one lane road, and you took it. Sandra. Sand. It's coarse. It gets everywhere. Sand. Sand. Yeah, dude. I was like, I guess we're gonna go with Greece. (laughs) All right. For your final one for a podcast pick me up. Are you ready? Yeah. 
Yours is going to be, did you get a pedicure? Okay. Good luck. Where are we meeting each other? We are at a park. Sweet. Okay. All right. Oh, hey, that's a cute dog you got. Uh, thanks. Um, it's a Shih Tzu mix. Oh, wow. You don't see too many of those around here. I mean, I don't think they're rare, but I'm glad you like him. He's, he's super nice. Yeah, he's super friendly. Um, wow. Um, and sorry, this is weird. This might come off strange, but like, uh, did you get your nails done recently? Because I can tell that you got a pedicure because you are the pedicure for my loneliness. Woo. Woo. Pedicure for my loneliness. Um, Alex, would that have picked you up if I had said that to you? Not even close. First of all, why are you paying so much attention to my feet? It's, and you led with, this might sound weird. So. Hey, hey, um, guess who forgot, hey, hey. Guess who forgot which one was which and thought that pedicures were the hand one? Mmm, that's manicure. Yeah, I remember that now, but um, it's a lot less weird if you think it's the hand one. Yeah, well, it's more weird now that you know it isn't. Anyway, is. yeah, that middle is segment. podcast Pick Me Up. The middle segment this week. Is something I bring, I'm bringing to the table. And as you know, our middle segments uh, require a little bit of preparation. And boy, did this one. Um, Craig, On the while we're riding this love train of pickup lines, I dedicated this middle segment to finding your love. This oh, middle segment's called gosh. Craig Finding Love on Craigslist. No! No! I brought six... People that I pulled from Craigslist, three different cities, (laughs) real people, (laughs) and you're going to tell me, rank one to ten, how eligible do you think they are to having a relationship with you? Are you ready? Okay. Are you going to screen share anything or is this perfect? Is this just a description? This is just a description. Okay. (laughs) The first three are in Richmond, Virginia. Totally. Uh, acceptable dif- difference uh, away from you. Yeah. So. Yep. The title of this one is Older Friend Wanted. I will. I'm reading it as they typed it. So if it doesn't make sense, this person can't type. Okay. I will looking for a man friend with benefits to meet and have good times. Very older gentleman to the front. Sorry, I can't host. Please let me know if you're older, the better. Okay. What do you so, think? So, um, one, I'm not that old. Two, I also cannot host at the moment. So we're going to have to, like, go to a library or something. So um, one to ten. Ten being soulmate. One being this will never work out. Ah, uh, that's probably a two. Oh, jeez. All right. Next one. This, is my, this might be one of my personal favorites. The title, Mother of Two... New around. Mm. Mother of two, new to the area, kind of struggling. Text me if you want to chat. That's it? That's all I get? What do you think? That's it. Mother of two, new to the area, kind of struggling. Text me if you want to chat. 
Okay, now you're putting weird emphasis on the word chat. Is it written weird or are you just being weird it's about it? It's C-H-A-T-T-T-T. Ah, see, that's very important. That's a very important detail. Um, it's a lot of T's. Yeah. Because before you elaborated on the number of T's, I just thought, oh, maybe they just like need a new friend. They haven't made any friends and that's why they're struggling. Because like I totally sympathize with that. But if it's a 4T chat, that has some implications that I don't know if I'm willing to commit to regarding a mother of two. So I'm going to put this one at like a 5 that's pretty good. That's that's anybody's guess at this point. Yeah. Work a little harder. That's a Martha coin too In the Richmond area. And uh, you can have Greg. This next one is titled Bored in My Hotel Room. Date canceled. So now I'm stuck in this room with Ten. 420 and Jack. Oh, never mind. Apply for picks. You won't be disappointed. Okay. Um, It sounds like this is a very limited window of opportunity. So... Mm-hmm. I need to get in my car right now if I'm going to do it. See, here's the thing. I don't drink that much and I don't smoke. So the activities that they have planned for me are not exactly in my wheelhouse. So I am i don't think that we have interests that align. But they said you won't be disappointed, Greg. I'm disappointed pretty easily. And that's coming from <laughs> me. So I'm going to give this person a four. Okay. Still not as good as the mother of two. Well, Craig, this next one takes place in New York. And it's a longer one, so buckle up. This one's very promising. It's titled, Not Your Average Couple for Smart, Creative Type. If this alternative dynamics relationship interests you, maybe we should connect. Smiley face. We are two peas in a pod seeking our third. Committed couple. 40s. Easy on the eyes. We'd love to meet the right person, someone who enjoys a smart and healthy, active, bohemian attitude toward life to ride out the current times and hopefully, hopefully more. We're only looking for a meaningful, meaningful connection with one person. We need smart conversation, exploring New York City, quality intimacy, coughing a bed, progressive politics, and relationship oriented. Then there's always cooking for each other and keeping warm together this winter. If this sounds appealing, feel free to ask away. We're an open book. Okay. Interesting. Um, huh. I think I could be really good friends with these people. They sound, they sound like fun people. They sound like decent people. Um, I don't know if I could get in on a bohemian thruple. So I'm going to give them a four, seven in the friendship department. Seven. But they want quality intimacy and coffee and Which bed. I can provide as Relationship a Relationship oriented. Relationship oriented. I'm saying it needs I, to be I, added an, I added a different personal category where if I met these people in real life, could I be friends with them? And the answer is 70% chance yes. All right. All right. So the last two. Take place in Chicago. Classy city. This one's titled, Good Morning. Good morning. I've been thinking of you often. I hope you are happy and in love. 
I keep wishing for something magical in my life. I have watched and bought into many movies. Have a day filled with wonder and hope. This seems like a very positive person or a deranged maniac. So, I'm going to be optimistic (laughs) about it. I'm going to be optimistic about it and give like a five, five and a half. Better than Mom of Two. Yeah, they're kind of in a dead heat. Placing their high up there. Okay, this last one is for downtown Chicago. It's titled Your Baby Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to find my big bro or younger dad. Adult baby boy here. 18, white, soft, and smooth. I respect the amount of detail that they went into to describe themselves. I'm sure that whoever is looking for a smooth baby boy will find you just appealing. I don't think I personally can get down to clown with that. So, unfortunately, I'm going to have to give you a one there, my friend. What was, uh, what gave it away? What was the, of these four details, which one was the biggest hindrance? The 18, the white, the soft, or the smooth? I think it was the smooth. No, okay. The smooth, interesting. The white, when he, when you said white, I'm like, hmm, interesting detail to put in there. Not necessarily a make or break factor. <laughs> um, but then they went out of their way to describe themselves as smooth. And I'm like, that's also not a selling factor. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry, babe. I, uh, I think I'm going to have to break up with you. Why? You're just a little too coarse for me. Like, physically speaking, a little too coarse. Right. <laughs> well, that's all I have. For uh, for Craig finding love on Craigslist. Hey, hey, Alex, I appreciate the effort that went into this. However, I do not think this is the most efficient form of dating. Oh, I'm definitely bringing this back. And we'll just try different cities. So we tried Richmond, Chicago, and New York. I'll just like start looking elsewhere. Now, of these six, who really sticks out to you? The mom of two seemed nice but might have um, alternate intentions. Okay. The first one from Chicago, no. Yeah, the first one from Chicago seemed nice also. But, you know, not a lot given in terms of description. I kind of have to fill in the gaps with my imagination. Interesting. Well, we'll see if they post anything more. If not, we'll look to L.A., possibly some foreign countries. We'll, we'll find you a match, Greg, sooner or later. Okay, I appreciate it. Or, hey, never mind, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> hey, audience, if you're interested in Greg, hit us up at Permanent Good. We'll let you know. Uh, okay. <laughs> what you got for a one? We have to get a good, hold on, we have to get a good quiet spot because we have to cut this. <laughs> no, we're not cutting that. We're not cutting that. Keep that in. If you're in our audience and you think Craig is the hot boy you want to be the mother of your children. A hot coarse boy. <laughs> I'm that sentence is flawless. Hit us up. If you want, send it to me. Um Alex the Goods on hey. Twitter and Instagram. And I'll hey. vet you for him. 
So if you, if you want to be if you want to be a contestant on Finding Craig Love, let us know. Let us know. Or maybe you know a person. Send me their information. Make sure they know about it, because that'd be creepy if they don't. And I'll vet them for him, and I'll pass up the good ones. Thank you for participating, audience. We love you. Okay. All right. Final segment. One hit wonder. Real one. Never coming back. Under no circumstances. This one is called Scylla Builder. This is where I'm going to give you um, a college class and you have to build your syllabus for it because this is a syllabus builder. So you're going to have to go over um, what the course description is and what material that we're going to be covering over the course of this semester. But unfortunately, we're not going to be giving each other normal classes. These classes, it's probably best if they're a little bit out there. Right. Um, Pretty simple. Syllabus builder. Tell me what your class is about. Tell me what we're covering. And then then you'll do the same for me, obviously. Do you want to give me a class to describe or do you want to describe a class? I'll give you a class to describe. Okay. It's going to be consensual relationships with pets. Hey everyone, uh, this is Dr. Wells here, <laughs> um, and welcome to section 204 of Consensual Relationships with Your Pets. Over the course of this semester, we will be understanding feline, canine, and aviary body language to interpret how your pets are feeling at any given moment. These feelings are important because this will let us know if they like the attention that we are providing them. And the most important part of this class happens in the second part of the semester towards the end, where we teach how to get out of an unconsensual relationship with your pet in the most appropriate manner. Um, Your reading materials for this is going to be, mm, shouldn't have started that sentence. Now I have to come up with book titles. Um, uh relationships by michael vick and oh (laughs) (laughs) um oh boy we're gonna get some letters about that one fucking yikes (laughs) um and make sure that you are here our class starts at 10 30 a.m mondays and wednesdays you are welcome to bring your pets but only if they want to come with you to class wow what a run-on sentence anyway alex do you want to take uh do you want to take that class uh no i'm good man <laughs> uh i'm gonna try my best not to support michael vick in yeah. literally the worst part of his life yeah come on if you wrote a book on football or being a mobile quarterback i'm reading it i uh, don't really want to know his position on canine Animal relationships, relationships? yeah so uh you know maybe that's understandable yeah I maybe don't that's know. understandable um well you're the doctor so you must have studied this a lot alex what's can uh, you what's give my me subject? Yeah. your course description about underwater electrical wiring oh sure uh welcome to uh electrical wiring underwater uh this is a 101 class uh pretty basic stuff um 
It's a short, uh, most of you know, this is an eight week course. Um, we're going to try and fit as much as we can, um, which is why you only have Wednesdays off. Uh, that's for your own personal scuba diving um, experiences so you can get comfortable underwater for long durations of time. Now, I know many of you are coming from your electrical engineering classes that you had last semester with uh, Professor Rigamarole, but uh, this class is significantly more serious than all those ohms resistance BS that he taught you last year. We're going to get down to the facts. How do you live with electricity underwater? We're not trying to get you killed down there. Uh, we're going to be discussing insulators, uh, the struggle of underwater electrical versus oil electrical versus uh, lubricant electrical. Most people don't really classify that as underwater, but I've been in a couple tanks filled with lubricant. Uh, wiring is just as important down there. Um, what else? What else? Um, as I discussed, um, it's going to be a four day a week class. Starts at eight o'clock in the morning, ends at eight thirty, and then continues <laughs> at five o'clock in the evening, and ends at six thirty. If this is a problem for any of you, don't let me know. I like riddles in my life. Please do not come by my office ever. Uh, I like to see my students in there privately. And uh, that's for my other class, which you should figure out later in the year. Um, if you have any questions, don't ask. Um, hopefully we have a great year. See you later. Hey. Oh, I forgot to mention. Um, you don't need to know my name. All right. See you later. Didn't you give so a that professor guy 100% name? That guy 100% does not work anywhere. Hey, didn't you? I thought you gave a professor name at the beginning of that introduction. No, definitely didn't. I gave okay. the professor they had last year. Okay. That was uh, Professor Rigamarole. Uh, complete whack job. Not only am I dropping that class if I ha as soon as I'm signed up for it, um, I'm reporting you to the board. Yeah, first of all, I don't believe in boards. Uh, I think that's how you uh, you get caught. That's what the feds want you to believe in. Boards, not real. Um, also, forgot to say this. Along with uh, Professor bit as uh, my prerequisite, you also have to show me your voting ballot. If you didn't vote for Trump, also can't take my class. Oh, my God. It's very important. We need like-minded people in this class. Yeah. And socialists. Oh, my God. See you next God. week. Well, at least we both said something. Also, this year's oh reading. My. I'm uh, stopping. Michelle it. Obama's Becoming and uh, that father book by Barack Obama. You don't need to read them. Buy them and burn them. Take pictures and send them to me on my personal email. Thank you. Are, are you done yet? I think I'm good. <laughs> okay. It makes this me feel better. So it makes me feel better knowing that we both said something egregious. You came oh back to God. say something egregious though, which like, like Oh, is... that wasn't controversial enough. I'm back. <laughs> um okay. Well that was uh Scylla Builder, and we're never coming never back coming to back. it because it was a one hit wonder. Yep. See you never. Alright. Next week we are watching uh Secret Window as week three of December. I don't think it's on any streaming services. It's not on Netflix. Yeah, it's on it's on none of that. So go to your local library, your family video, your blockbuster. So that's what we're watching next week. 
Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Permanent Good. G-O-O-D-E. Got to make sure there's the E at the end of good. Anything you want to say before we wrap up? Oh, um, make sure you leave us reviews. If you're listening on a site that leaves reviews, that is super cool and super good. Um, and share us oh, with your and friends. And if you have something bad to say, don't leave any reviews. Tell me personally. Man to man. Woman to man. Yeah, Non-binary Alex's address man. is uh, 23 North County Road. Dude, I w- I'm tempted to give out my real address. I'm moving don't, soon, don't. and uh, <laughs> I'm really thinking about it. Well, you know where to find me. I already gave out my handle earlier, so hopefully you're paying attention. If not, I don't want to hear from you anyway. So, see you yeah, next week. Sure, yeah, make sure you share Adios. You- oh, okay, bye. Yeah. Bye. Okay. Adios. Don't share us with... I mean, I guess you can share us. Hey, please share us with your friends. I'm not going to tell you what hey. to do. I mean, I mean, I'm just... Hey, I check the stats page for our listenership a lot, and it would mean a lot if you shared us with your friends. Thank you. Goodbye. Share us with your enemies, actually. Don't share us with your friends. We're, we're a great punishment. Bye. Bye.